One. Welcome to No Time to Explain, everybody. We are uh, we're being weird today. I don't know why. People are making strange sounds, noises, and sexual innuendos. Available and ready. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> no, Walmart. You you say that Target, sorry, Target. Ross, you say that as you're holding a baby in your in your lap. You are tied down. You ain't you ain't doing nothing. You ain't available for shit. Time is limited. <laughs> That's you just offended the whole like single parent crowd. We had. all eight of our single parent. Uh, you know uh, what? Uh, eight of our fan fan base. Fan base. Yeah. You know what? I'll recant that. Uh, all new new fathers, th- three month old fathers. I'm okay with that. So you still got a chance. I still got a chance. <laughs> I'm a little lost in this conversation. Of course you are. All right. You just lost, bro. <laughs> hey, but who's got the pop filter? Look, just because you want to be bougie because you're using your equipment doesn't mean that you got to be. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm lost. Okay. I didn't get your. I didn't know the pop. I didn't filter get your was. flex. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't register. You. He's just like, oh, I'm using my equipment. I have a pop filter. <laughs> I still don't get the flex, but it's, it's not gonna, a flex. It's going to waste time for you to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. We're no, we're not doing that. Remember Cardo again. Which I, that that I don't think anybody heard that yet. I, I, I definitely cut it out. Oh, oh man, we'll re- 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 release it as eventually. A separate clip. Eventually, nothing. You're not paying attention either. Anyway, anyway, why are you lost? <laughs> Is your headset working? What's in the cup? Dramatic pause. I can't do. What is wrong with you? Are you okay? Apple cider. Oh. He's feeling weird because he's home. He's using some of his equipment. He's got his baby in his lap. So he felt like he just has the need to just un- unnecessarily flex for no reason, which is not even really a flex. All right, what, that's, what's the deal? Let's get into this thing and see how this conversation goes. Yeah. Let's get this going. Okay, well, let's let's start this conversation off. Since um, we've all been children and some of us have children, we can kind of talk about... Um, that's Neo, everybody. <laughs> we can talk about um, different levels of discipline. I don't have children. I have a child. As a collective, we have children. <laughs> I can't stand you. Torrance, can you just punch him in the mouth? Like, you can I, I don't want the baby. To, I don't want to hurt the baby. Anyway. If I punch him, he's going down. <laughs> he got no type of chin. We'll, we'll protect the baby. Anyway. But, yeah. And so, um, the you know, um in our community, which is the black community. And Latino. Stuff for you. Uh, <laughs> um, Wait till we, they find out. <laughs> you know, um, growing up, discipline was very physical. Um, whoopings and beatings, if you will, and whatnot. You know, and nowadays. Lashings. Yeah. You know, get a switch, extension cord, shoe for some of y'all out there, whatever it Chunkla. is. And, you know, um, that compared to how nowadays that's highly frowned upon, you know, people are getting uh, CPS called on them and whatnot nowadays for things like that. And they go the more um, softer route of like timeouts and things like that. A lot of people are actually not having that discussion. It's like, you know, you whoop your kids or it's like, how do you how would you handle this? It's like, I don't believe in whoopings. It's just like, "Mm." I do. Okay, who was anyone not whooped? 
at this table? Okay, I'm lying. I was like, I met your mama. Uh, what? I've seen Jamie whoop you. <laughs> for the, for the brief, Son, is because I love you. The brief couple years of Jamie's everybody's parent. I don't know, Brendan. You don't seem like you was a bad kid, though. Did you get whooping? Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, I got. I didn't get that many of them, but I did get them because I, I did fuck up quite a bit. Brendan was a hider. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he's small. He was one that hide before the parents got home. Find me. <laughs> Nah, my in, in the couch or nah, in cupboards and shit. Outside of my fuck ups, the secret to my trade was whenever I saw my mother pissed, I just stayed away from her as humanly possible. I was and not. You know what? Mama be act like she she don't play. She seemed like Mm-mm. she upset. She I'm out. <laughs> you do not want to get on her bad side. I'm in the corner of my room making no noise. I'm like, look, I don't need none of this fade. <laughs> I was smart about it. I, I wasn't antagonizing. I didn't do it. Like I said, I. I I did get my hand full of weapons, but, you know, I deserved them. Torn, was your mama, you know, she didn't, homie don't play that? Man, my mom was, uh, she was, she just switched it up. She would either call my grandfather or do it herself. So I didn't know, I, I, <laughs> I didn't know how angry she would be. Because when she's just like kind of pissed, she'd do it herself. But she was really mad. She'd call. Cause she knows I have to wait for him to come. I, and and uh, the doorbell would ring. And I have to answer it. <laughs> and then he would send me all the way upstairs. So I live in third. I had three floors. He'd send me all the way upstairs. Then he'd talk to my mom on the second floor and then call me back down. he like, brief with my mom about what happened and how bad the whooping should be. Yeah, this, this is a Mission Impossible beating. It's like, all right, yeah. what so did you, he do? How bad did he fuck up? Yeah. You, here's the mission. You had a, <laughs> He's upstairs. You had an Illinois City whooping. What the fuck does that even mean, Suchi? I, I, I feel like a lot of the older black people from Illinois are from the South. So that's that's what I'm gonna call it. But it's like when they don't want to do it, they call over the uncle or the older cousin, and oh. then you open the door, you see who it is, but then you get sent to another part of the house and wait. Yeah. Outside, your title Outside of Torrance, how, when have you ever heard of that? Never. I made it up. I know. Okay. That's why your yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it because the way you describe that, that's a that sounds more of a. Single, single parent. parent type thing, <laughs> not necessarily a city type thing. Well, then I was I was big I too. I was wrestling since sixth grade, so I was solid for a while there. So my mom wasn't going to hurt me unless she hit me with something, and she didn't want to go that far. <laughs> if your mother was going to hit you, it was going to probably kill you, not necessarily to harm you. Yeah, I know your mama, <laughs> babe. <laughs> my mother worked in the post office for thirty three years. <laughs> she had giant Popeye form. <laughs> She was able to throw me around the room very easily. Um, and you were light-skinned, too, so I know you were real dramatic when you got tossed. How <laughs> tall is she, like 5'11"? I was ironclad. Um, yeah, she is 5'11". I think she's still taller than me. So Your yeah, mom she's is 60. tall. Your <laughs> mom 60. is tall. I never realized that. Your mom is tall. And so she was taller back then because, <laughs> you know, you shrink with the age. So, yeah. True. Large, very tall woman. Um <laughs> I can see her just dunking on you to be when you're just mad. You walk in the yard, she just pull a boy. You <laughs> nothing in my house. <laughs> no, but um, whoopings was like okay. But then when I got into martial arts when I was like 11, that went away because I had a um, father figure that was uh, terrifying. So you didn't ever, uh, you never wanted to go to the dojo. And had a bad report because, you know, I remember this one time, uh, 
Yeah. One time I did something. I forgot what it was, but my instructor hit me in the chest so hard, my shoulders clapped together. So at that point, I'm like, man, it's not worth it anymore. I'm just going to have to even hide or be good. So, yeah. So whooping ceased after that moment. I mean, at that point, I wouldn't even want to. It's like, if I'm about to get beat by my my, my father figure slash sensei, I don't, I don't want none of that Oh, smoke. yeah. At this time, he was a six-degree black belt. <laughs> no. <laughs> With about thirty something black belts behind if, him. If that if that was my upbringing and I did something wrong and that happened, I am never doing anything semi remotely bad ever again. This is a guy that foot that fought full contact in the seventies. So <laughs> that's uh, with Jerry Curl and all. So you know, uh, yeah, super fly. Super fly. I was uh, no. So yeah, that was my whoopings. What about you, Britt? Um. Yeah, I got him. I got a little my my mama. Your mama you seemed like the whooping type person. She is, you she, know. I remember beautiful. when I was four, I cut my sister's hair off, right? Just her little her bang. She was a couple of months old. Not the bang. Yeah. <laughs> the bang. <laughs> <laughs> and so I cut it off, hid it in the couch, and she found it. Wait, 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 hold on. You hid it in the house? In the couch. After you cut her bangs off? Yeah, I cut her bang off. And so you just, just throw it couch. away. You just, you hid it. Hid it in the couch. And I don't remember a lot. I do remember she had an extension cord. To- told me, uh, my stepdad had to stop her from whooping me. Because I was like, I was little. I was so tiny. Like my Like Joe. Yeah. And she was so upset. And, you know, I, I think blame until this day. I think that might be a girl thing because my sister did that to one it of my other be. sisters as well. Somebody did that. I think Joe jo did it to Jess too. She, she had just the, won't fess up to it. She had the the old school uh, uh, single like twist outs with uh-huh. the bobby pins at the end uh-huh. at the root. Oh, yeah. See, Jesus and my Christ. sister was like a couple of months old, so she didn't handle her for real to begin with. Yeah. I shaved my sister's Barbies. You shaved your sister's Barbies. Well, I mean, I took scissors and cut their hair off, but I basically made them bald. Well, no. Let's talk, All right. Let's talk about weapons. What's the worst thing you've been hit with? <laughs> extension cord. Extension cord. Definitely extension cord. Well, I don't know. That was between that and the switch. My sister's grandma, she used to make us use this bush in the back of her, on the side of her house and pick our own switch. Not fun. Mm. Choose your weapon. <laughs> hey, it was real. Like, it was... We Hold had, them all out. Which one you want? Well, my, I, want, I want the small skinny belt. Mm-mm. Get two of the belts together. Nah, you ain't getting that. <laughs> my, that's the word. You choose the wrong weapon, man. Because it's a it's a wrong choice. My my favorite, um, not my favorite thing. But the worst thing I've been hit with was you know the you know like the little metal thing under the sink, the bathroom sinks, the little like wiggly yeah the, pipe the, thing, the, the pipe yeah. So my grandfather, when he got bad news, you had to catch him not doing anything manual because he's like a carpenter. So anything he was holding, that's what he's gonna hit you with. So I called him, uh, my uncle's baby mom at the time, called me still in the tech deck from Walgreens. And she told him why he's fixing the, fixing the sink. And so so I was outside the, uh, outside the bathroom, and he was so confident, he swung out of the bathroom around the corner and caught me in the back of the neck, put me down one shot, and then that was my whole whipping. I was like, oh, I never stole again, though. That, was, that fixed that. The worst thing I got hit with was actually not what I got hit, but what I fell on. So, <laughs> and uh, we had a very, uh, my bed and bed frame was very loose. They just rolled and moved around. So, one time I got thrown across my bed. And at that time, my bed decided to move and I, my back landed on the Ooh. bed frame. 
I want those old school metal yes. brown ones. Yes, oh. the brown bed frame. I landed there, and then she was like, "You better clean up before I get back," and left, left me there. I stayed there for about maybe two hours because I was I, I was in so much pain, <laughs> and I'm I like, I, I can't move. <laughs> but then she came back, and then I'm thinking maybe like twenty years later. She eventually like I felt bad, but I couldn't break. That's, that's why I had to leave. <laughs> she said that's why I had to leave. That's petty. I'm like that's some that's some cold stuff, man. Mm. But yes, bed frame. Uh, Creative whooping's always good too. I think. Okay, so I have two, but one is, one is, uh, what I got hit with, and the other one is how I got whooped. But so what, the, what you got hit with? What I got hit with was. This clear belt. It was a, a clear belt about baby two, fat, <laughs> two three inches thick. It had like like silver Some baby fat in it. belt. Yeah, baby That's belt what it sounds like. The gas station one, the fake ones. Yeah, <laughs> just the baby baby belt. It 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 was worse than the switch. It was worse than the extension cord. It was it it was something. My uh my dad had to tell her like, hey, don't 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 whoop him with that. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> But uh, it's one of the worst that I got though was uh, my uncle came over and grabbed me by the back of my pants, lifted me off of the ground, and then proceeded to whoop me. So he gave you a wedgie and whooped your ass at the Bro, same that time. Bro, that is aggressive. That's aggressive. <laughs> That's bad. That's so, aggressive. So you had to struggle with your your chest, the testicles at the time being bunched up inside you, dangling mm. from the ground with no mm-hmm. control while getting a beating. It's uh. It was it was it was, uh, it was it was something. Hear me out. Were you a pinata? <laughs> <laughs> you are Hispanic. You are Hispanic. So, full circle. Thank you. What'd you drop? <laughs> Candy coins. His pride. His pride. Tears. Tears. So okay. So was uh, did everyone else here get like the uh, like the, the the hits on the hand at school? Yeah. No, nah, that was that was my grandmother had uh we she. She was a, a, a larger lady, so she wasn't chasing nobody. She wasn't swinging no belt. So she would have us go grab a switch and then put our hands on the foot, the footstool and then. Yeah, I had a grandparent like that. Oh, yeah. no, I, never, I, I would have loved that. No, you wouldn't have. No, I would have took that over what we got. We had, we had, so yeah, I had, yeah, you getting hit yeah. with part <laughs> metal pipes. My, my, <laughs> we had, because you, know, you, know you know what, though? I understood because. My uncle has seven kids, six boys and one girl at the time. And then it was me and then two other boys. And then his his brother-in-law had uh, Deacon Man Deontay, two boys and uh, tw- twin girls. So it was like 16 of us. And we'd all stay together on weekends. So it's a lot of, it, we, you know, not all of us, we're going to be bad. Like, we're going to interchange and be bad. And, like, one day, eight of us were playing this game where we would uh, turn the lights off. And have a pillow fight, and the last one standing would win. So we kept doing this over and over again. And my auntie came home, and I had luck. I was lucky. I went to the bathroom while they were playing. So I came out the bathroom. She came in the house, and she has the belt. And she opens the door, closes the door, leaves the lights off, and says, "Are we gonna play now?" And just start swinging in the dark, and just lighting. And then she, so she catch you, light you up, let you out the room. So. <laughs> So they're just in the dark, coming out one at a time, and she's just lighting us up, and they like they all come out one at a time, tears holding something, their face, their neck, their back, wherever she caught them, she just beat her ass in the dark. And then the last one was Dicky Man, and he he got he got into the uh, the closet and was laying across the top of the closet. 
It's survival skills. She was saying, she said, because you're so creative, I let it, I let you go. And he climbed out the closet. She pop, called him right across, across the mouth. She's like, the guy ain't letting shit go. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, it was funny. So the only one to get beat. That was funny. That was a part of that one. I was smart. I was lucky. R.I.P. So I'll ask who's the, who's she killed well, the kid. Away. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> the, 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 the child? Like, okay. No, no, was no. Somebody died. No, R.I.P. Laughing, but looking back at it, it was funny. So I'll ask y'all this because this yeah, is, it should be. The death doesn't correlate. Did she die from it? No. no okay. No, no, no. All right. No, no, Twenty years later. <laughs> Long life. All right. So anyway, like I'll ask y'all this because this is a this is something that I, I kind of talked to uh, a couple older people. Do y'all believe that the whoopings that y'all receive helps you grow from a child into adulthood in some form of fashion? To an extent. Yeah. Little, well, you know, what, what's your, what, to an extent to how, Suchi? Um, so dramatic, I nigga. I don't, I don't, I don't know how well, to. I'll, I'll say what I'll, I have my opinion is that physical punishment is only effective depending on the kid for one so for some kids it does nothing my two-year-old does not care about me tapping a hand a leg popping that does not face her like jesse's tough as iron for some odd reason but also my five-year-old if i raise my voice too much fear she's instantly scared that's a kid I don't even need to even think about being physical with. You know, like, not every kid needs it. And then for the kids that do, it only lasts so long. You know, it's only a few, it's only for a few years that whooping or tapping or spanking a kid will actually be effective as a punishment. Well, also, it's, it's also the execution of how you do it. Because there, yeah. on, the one misconception with that is that people don't, understand the difference between just beating your child and whooping your child well i think the the biggest issue is and i always have is that a lot of times there's beatings with no education Mm. yeah there's whoopings with no education like i rather you don't beat so that was my point yeah yeah the education piece is like boom 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 let me scrap you up whoop you and then go about your day don't do it again can you talk to me you know it's like you know at a, a child doing something bad doesn't go in their mindset like, man, I'm about to get so up after I finish this. I've never know what the child that has that mindset, unless it was Torrance. Is <laughs> that <laughs> what? So unless it was you walked into a situation like, man, I'm about to get whooped after this. Yeah, yeah. But you know what though? I I will say though, I always got explanation. I always got explanation to either like later that day or the next day of why you know. And so like that's why by the time I got older, I was well aware when, when it was happening. I didn't need to talk anymore because I knew I still fucked up. But sometimes some things are worth and, but, it. And at that point, though, it's not needed. Why be physical with you at that point? You know, if you if if I as a parent understand that you get it now, you know, you know, there needs to be a different form a of punishment, punishment at, that at, at that point. I got my mom finally stopped whooping me when I was like 12. But my sisters, her stopped before then because it didn't phase her. Getting a whooping did not face my sister. Sounds like and my so, older cousin. And so my mom had to figure out a different way to punish her because it was no point in hitting her. At that point, it's, you, you abuse her. It's a fight. <laughs> it's a one-sided fight then. Yeah, if you got to <laughs> – if the medium whoopings don't work and you got to throw hands, <laughs> then you got to think of something creative. Because, like, now I don't want to have to beat my child to cause them 
<laughs> yeah, I I get that, but we also were all we we were in so many activities. Like I I didn't have time for a timeout. You weren't gonna like. Well, no, like, no, it's not a timeout. Like, it's a okay. No phone. phone. Okay, no. Well, I had, I, I, you know what kind of phone I had, yeah, bro? Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know. It's different. Take what you love. Yeah, I'm gonna take what you love. You love something, or yeah. you being active. Take yeah. that. Yeah. No phone privileges. No, you know. You like wrestling. You're not going You're nowhere. For a season. Nowhere for the weekend, you know, whatever the that's case bad is. Parenting. <laughs> you said that's bad that's parenting. That's bad parenting. Taking me out from a season? No, it's not, man. Well, I mean, but think about the severity of what you did. If that's, yeah, the, if that's the, you case. know, if that's yeah. the case. If I'm, I'm willing. I'm not you didn't do your homework. If I'm, right, yeah, <laughs> no. nothing petty. But if I'm willing to be like, you know what, F the money I didn't put into this for you, you finna sit out. You know, you know, like, what did you do? You can also think of professional repercussions at that point in time. Like, even if you, let's say, like, just use wrestling as an example. You know, as you get older, you become an adult, and you fuck up. It's like, oh, we're pulling you. You're suspended for God knows how long. And, just like, and, and then in that situation, you know, that's money being made. That's not you either growing or just doing something that you enjoy doing. At that point, it's like, oh, there's money on the table, and now I'm losing that. I know a situation where a kid messed up in, the, in, the, in my pop's karate school, and he wanted to quit, and his parent wouldn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, drove him there every time at 6.30. He was there. I mean, it was, I'm like. You thought you can escape from this? <laughs> Didn't yeah, happen. That's tough. But that's mixing up your punishments. Like I said, you understand. You under, you at that point in time is that you thought about and understand how to punish this child properly. It's taken away would have been a they didn't want to be there anyway. They're like, oh well, now we're really make you stay. Oh, now you now you're going. I'm gonna drop you off and I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there and watch. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> so I guess it's the like just going to the point of like creativity, like. Not just like trying to sit there and be like a mastermind of how I'm gonna punch my child, but you don't need to jigsaw him. Yeah, you know, set some more elaborate scheme of, of whooping. And you're like, what have you learned? Side side note, y'all might have to watch me when I become a parent because you know how much I love saw, so I might even jigsaw some kids. How great would that be? Amazing. You, no, hold on, listen, listen, listen. Your kid fucks you don't up. Have to no, 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 no. I know. I want, I want, I want people to know. I want people to see my vision because I'm gonna do this one day. All right, my kid fucks up, or they, they sneak out the house, right? I empty out the room, clean it out. It's nothing in the room. They walk into the room. I walk behind them, push down. I chain their ankle, run out the room, close the door, play, play a saw. <laughs> so they're in their room. It's just empty. No sheets, nothing on the walls. None of the shit's in there. And I'm like, is a key in here? <laughs> you have two hours to find the key. I'm coming in with a fucking belt. <laughs> Light your ass up. <laughs> it's just puzzle after puzzle, boy. That's good. I That's, love it. Mm-hmm. That is I great. I'm pretty enough to do it. My um, but my mom. The, the psychological. <laughs> are we are we forgetting that part? No, like that's okay, hilarious. I, I give I, you that. So, at a certain point in time, when whoopings don't work anymore, you have to get creative. And from what I've learned, fear sticks better than than actual beating does, or or whooping. Like, because at a certain point. In my head, it was like, I would rather be whooped than be yelled at or something that I have to figure out. And as a parent, it's like, oh, well, let me yell at you. Because if you rather have the whooping, I'm going to do the opposite. And it was was so annoying because it's like, all right, so now I'm stuck here. I have to sit. I'm here and I didn't even do anything. And (laughs) I'm being yelled at because somebody else did something. Just whoop me and let me go. Like (laughs) That's why you don't get the whooping, man. You You got let go. Oh, we had to sleep. We had, we had we had to take a nap. <laughs> it was whooping and those daytime naps, those terrible, 
awful daytime night when the, when the like shades are down. O'clock. Yeah, the shades are down, but it's so bright outside. The whole room's lit anyway. Yes. TV's off. Y'all nah. both sniffling and crying. You and your cousin just. <laughs> that's what. That's what. Like I, I probably should have oh, nabbed him or whooping. But I it's get like, what you're saying though because you're you're taking I'm, my time. <laughs> I'm 30 and I'm I'm terrified of my mother. Like I still, Yolanda's crazy. I'm not messing with her, you know. Your mom's terrified. She's, she very. terrifies me, you know. My dad was very passive. I think he spanked me, spanked me twice under the age of five. So, like, he was not a disciplinarian. But I loved my dad so much, I never wanted to give him a reason to have to discipline me. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times, I was good for the sake of, not having not my dad mad. Yeah, not having my dad disappointed in me because I didn't live with him. You know, I only saw him, you know, every other weekend. So it's like, okay, I want this to be good because I ain't trying to be in trouble. But Yolanda, <laughs> that's a scary woman. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I'm the oldest, so I'm the test. I'm the test kid. You test stuff out, <laughs> you know, just figure out what works. <laughs> and so I got, <laughs> right, I got the, the brunt of a lot of stuff. And so even now, my sister and brothers, they cuss in front of my mom and not, not at her, but they cuss in front of her. You know, they're just real reckless. And that's more of that generational stuff to me because they, you know, born after 95 or whatever. Like but, um... I could not. I wish I would cuss in front of you. I would. I don't, I don't cuss in front of, or I might slip up every now and then, but I don't cuss in front of my mom, I, my yeah. aunt, my Man, grandmother. I can't like, do it. I do. But y'all got a different relationship, though. Yeah. I don't want to cuss in front of your mama. I, I, I will never. And I don't. Bro, I'm about to fight you, man. This boy. Put your hands down. I'm about to, like, get creative with him because he, he tough as nails, too. But. I mean, even the- even when I cuss heavily, a lot of people like so I don't I don't cuss now. I slip up here and there, but even before then, no one knew that I cussed. No one at all. Drinking that gang bang. <laughs> Sparkle bitch suit, everybody. <laughs> but like no one knew that I cussed because if there was a parent growing up, nothing. Not a peep, not nothing. I think you wouldn't even get a dang from me. Because if it was any level of disrespect, oh, man. Oh, yeah, you're done. You're done. You're done. You might as well just wrap it up right there. See, I don't know. Mine had two uh, two points. Like, I was just taught not to swear around adults. And then I went into the barbershop as a kid. <laughs> and they, they had a sign that said, swearing shortens your vocabulary. And it's true. Like, it's, 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 I it's true. I hate that argument. I, I hate that. I, cause, well, cause because to me, like, cuss words are, ex, they're just like. They're extensions like, of your vocabulary, but they become words that you lean on. Like, it makes your language, it just, to me, it makes your vocabulary spicy. That's all. It, it, like it is the most emotionally, ever. uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, most emotionally blunt type of words. Or emotionally activated. Emotionally activated words. Because if I say, you're pissing me off, you're pissing me off, you're pissing me off. It's 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 different tones, but it's kind of you kind of get the idea. You are fucking pissing me <laughs> off. That that raises that that statement. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you, but what I'm saying is, they for some people. They I'm not gonna say spice. all. They did. They add spice, it but for some people, spicy. for some people, it's, it's, they it's, become words that you lean on, like like um. Uh, I get what you're saying. No, and I get you too. But also, like, like, well, <laughs> and also like. With my and I don't even want to get into the whole thing about cuss words, but it's like honestly, 
I've never I've never seen curse words be productive in any type of argument. Mm. Like if I'm not saying it doesn't happen because you know there's always you know outliers to any any blatant statement, but even like going through mediations and conversations, relationships is that it doesn't add on to it, yeah, it doesn't help the conversation. It just it lets the other person know that you've hit your limit. Yeah, it just adds, adds more. It just adds more actually aggression to the conversation. Well, you gotta ask. You gotta remember what like a mediation is for though. It's to talk to talk and talk things out without being overly emotional, and so you have these words that evoke emotion. Yeah, it's gonna make that conversation harder. So I wouldn't blame the words and it's something like that because that situation is supposed to be a little bit more emotionless and more fact based. No, but, I'm not even just using just mediation as my factor. You know, just I mean like even, arguments in general, like arguments in like general, discussions, arguments, discussions, whatever you want to put at it is never. I've never seen it help. Well, because imagine what my argument is my argument. If I'm trying to argue with you to make you understand you stupid. Curse words are getting my point across. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not trying to change your mind at this point. I'm just showing you that shit is stupid. Well, that's the thing is, like, when I say argument has never helped, that's not helping. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, hurt people. And if someone is having a conversation to hurt somebody, then achieve. But if somebody's having a con- is arguing or having a discussion with somebody. So it never brings resolution. It never brings a resolution. So, okay. you know, and if, to me, if, a, if you're not going for resolution, you're not being helpful. I mean that's just it some If I'm like, trying to hurt somebody I'm not trying to help them Some of us like being toxic man <laughs> You Clearly. I'm not toxic Me and hey, I'm sorry I just want to The only reason I said that Is that even like When it comes to parents Like I made it my mission I even like Had a conversation with my mother um, uh, A while ago I'm like hey Can you not curse at me You know like I mean it was just I a, had just that a, when, I was, when I was a child Just a real conversation Because I'm like You can get your point across And I feel exactly the same But when you add the level of profanity you know, now I'm like, okay, like it's, it's, uh, it puts me in a place where you can still like yell at me saying I'll make my mission. Like I will never use a curse word at, at my children, but I, I can get very creative. And I had to be about 14. I was like, uh, I was like, can you, can you not yell at me and just talk to me like, like a human being that didn't go well, but I put it out there. That's real. It all makes sense now. I just asked about the curse words. <laughs> I, I, I could I could say talk to me like that was like eighteen. No, when I was I almost was, out. I said I a lot. Way of, escape. I, I said I said a lot of things. I told my mama she uses it as a meal ticket. So okay. <laughs> well, so do you? Okay, so Whoa. with the way with the way uh, <laughs> with the stop, baby. Sorry, y'all. Neo. Anyway. Do you guys think that with the way we were raised when it comes to discipline that it has a traumatic effect on us, either directly or indirectly? So define traumatic. Well. Does it define how I deal with? um, Yeah, like when it comes to, yeah, yeah. Like because say if you were, you know, because of how aggressive, your grandfather was with the way he disciplined. Yeah. Does that are you in turn really aggressive with your conflicts? You know, when you when you have your conflicts, are you do you think that plays a part in the way you react to those type of things? Yes. Okay. I do. I because I, my grandfather was always very. Um, he's surprisingly. I I I, get, I paint him as a, this crazy person, but he's also he's usually very calm. He's usually very calm. He's usually very nice and respectful until he gets disrespected. And then, like, it's then he's on 10. It's just like he's being like super nice, super helpful. Zero to 100. Zero to 100. Super educated dude. Like, and he's, he's like a dude that, you know, he has 14 <laughs> siblings from Alabama, outhouse, you know, he was growing up, like real kind of poorish, like starts, you know. 
until his dad kind of, you know, got things together by the time he left Chicago. But um, he put all my aunties through college, all, everyone through school. But he's always been the type of person, like, if you disrespect me in any shape or form, you're going to know you disrespected me. And with us, the older my older cousins, my, my older cousins, he always um, was very physical. Mm-hmm. But I noticed the younger cousins, he wasn't as physical with them. So he knew where to draw the line. He drew the yeah he 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 knew the drew the, knew where to draw the line. And even the like the the generation of cousins after us, he really didn't whoop them very much compared to us. I think he got, that's, he that's got a little older. Ninety five and younger kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got a little older, so he stopped doing it. But like me personally, like you guys see how I get when I'm I feel disrespected. Right. Like I I don't get mad often. Because I don't understand how bad I can be when I get mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I've been dating Emma okay, for a four. Pause. You pause, everybody. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. No, I can't. I can't hear anybody. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, I might have died. Okay. Your headphones died. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But um, sorry, we'll edit this. But um, like for me, like I, I've probably been dating. Emma, we've been dating, probably, Jesus. We've been dating for, like, four years. I've probably really yelled at her maybe twice. Is that right, baby? Three times? Three, maybe. Three, maybe? Yeah. How many times have you yelled at me? <laughs> That's a lot, people. That's a lot. She said a lot. All right, we, uh, we've established the fact checks here. <laughs> <laughs> but like so for me I, I I do my best not to get upset or mad to the point where people think I'm like I don't care I'm super nonchalant because I know how aggressive I will be. Younger Torrance was fighting on site. Like if it was an issue I was going to fight. If there's a problem I was going to fight. Arguments I don't argue with you. You disrespect me I want to fight you. Now that when I, once I turn like 17, 18 I'm like ah, I I kind of get my shit together and stop doing that. I became a little bit better about communicating and then I Started doing better with relationships when I started like taking relationships seriously, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, um, something I'm still working on personally. Not beating, I'm not beating people up in the streets, but like <laughs> controlling my anger and not being mad type of thing, you know. See, my I, I was how are you gonna how you wanted to beat up the homeless guy? <laughs> oh, when we were walking, when we were leaving the restaurant. Which one? Wait, when no, we left when the, we were oh leaving the restaurant. Oh my god, bro. on my birthday, like you literally turned to me like, should we hit him? Uh, yeah. So okay, guys, <laughs> I this, was pissed off the entire time. What was, what, was, what was he saying? He was just talking. Just, hey man, what's going on, man? What's up, man? What's up, black man? What's up, man? What did he say? What did he say? Um, yeah. Tarzan. Yeah. Well, no, we almost got into two fights because the guy that uh was he like fake sniffed. Britney or fake sniff Emma one the that weird was, that's the same dude the, no, no, no 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 there was a different it was there was some young dudes outside of uh oh, the, the young first, dudes the yeah first dudes the first that dudes that crossed <laughs> us and I'm like but it was like six of them I'm like okay yeah, did, got, she, did he sniff no because that's the you say did he sniff her that's what I like because he, he like oh, wait, he leaned in and I like I had just turned around and I leaned, I'm like did he, did he try to sniff did he try to sniff Emma or you know, just did he try to sniff Britney and me and Jeremy we were already halfway down the block like okay fuck it it's fine it's six of them. We have three women. It's four of us. It's, we're we're not we're not gonna win. One of them's pregnant. It's fine. We'll let it go. The second homeless, the homeless dude. Hey man, what's up, black man? Hey hey, what's up, black man? Ha, 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 ha. He followed us for what, like three blocks. Three, yeah, three blocks. <laughs> he followed me for three blocks. I'm like, then I turned to him like, Jimmy, can I hit him? Can I just put him down? <laughs> and and literally, I'm like, you know what? Not yet, because <laughs> I, I waited. If he would have followed us for no, one more block, block out of it. even I was because even I was checking behind. I'm looking. I'm like, okay, 
Yeah, because we're because like you know me and me and Jamie especially are martial artists. We're heavy in self defense. We slow down because we were like, like we'll we'll have, we'll have a conversation with him. We'll let everybody walk on, like a half a block ahead of us. If we fight, everyone else is away from us. And so I'm just like, man, like I because if I was by myself, I'm hitting him and in, ending the conversation. I'm not I'm not doing this with him. I'm not having him follow me. I'm not giving him the chance to stab me or rob me. I'm gonna knock him out and go home. And no one would know. It's like in the middle of Chicago. It's fucking one a.m. No one's gonna know what happened to this guy. No one's gonna be able to prove anything. Like I'm not gonna take a chance to get hurt because I want to be civil. No, but I'm with people, so I, I stay civilized. We're family. This is with why family. I help Torrance. I help balance you. Yeah. In knocking homeless people out, you give people chances. See. I guess, man. But I've been robbed before, man. I, I ain't taking. Well, no but the thing is. <laughs> His capacity of robbing us, unless he has six other people with him, yeah, yeah, it was not going to happen no, at all. It wasn't, but sub, like subconsciously, man. I no, just, I get you. I get you. You're valid. Knocking him like out would have eliminated the threat immediately. Like I said, we were to walk down the block and he was trying to rob us, and then four other homeless people showed up. To back him up. <laughs> well, and, you know, a part of me, and this is just me. I know so much, and I'm not just bragging. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually going to brag on my instructor. I know so much. I sometimes wish that I could use what I know. Like, I've been training in the martial arts for 20-something years. I sometimes, like, man, if I could just use this. You got that wish I nigga would mindset. I know, and you know what? And it's, it's got me a lot of fights because even in high school, I'm like, y'all really want to do this. And not just being, I'm like, no, nah, I'm like, I don't know how to control. I'm not at that level where I can, like, stop. I may break something. Now I'm gonna get kicked out of school. Like this is for me. Can you? Can we not do this, please? And so honestly, maybe a part of me wanted to have four homeless other people pop out and we have a good old. Well, I'm, I'm should have been. You should have went to dinner in that uh in the gi with the sleeves cut off. And the oh, how I used to work around at Roosevelt. I get I get more antsy when it's more when it's multiple people. When it's one dude that's aggressive, I don't even. It's it's not even worth the. It's not even worth the hunt. You know, not even worth the effort to fight one dude. You said hunt. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not, it's, if it's such a predator, that is so wow. key. That is so key in the rest of your conversation. If it's, if it's two or three dudes that are getting like kind of, that's why I like bouncing because I got to I got to deal with groups. So I'm like, if I have to fight, this this is this is a challenge. Two or three of them, this is a challenge. This is fun. This is this is what I'm looking for. One on one, I'm a smash. I'm a smash. Like maybe I'm a, I'm a, I'm a low baller. Eighty five percent of the population. There's a lot. There's a monster. That's a low ball, nigga. That's low ball. Bro, I got hands. I and I'm vicious. I talk. I'm, I bite the juggler out. I start losing. <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't the game. Eighty-five percent of the population. Towards, that's billions of people. Yeah, I take that number. Okay. Okay. Eighty. I, Eighty. But Americans, though, maybe eighty-five. There's a lot of fat Americans out there. I don't know. I know a seventy-year-old guy that will take you out in two hits. He's in twenty percent. He's in the 20%. 20%. How many how many guys you know like that? Okay, Jeremy, how many people do you know for real? And a one on one, like uh could that could really actually beat you up for real, for real? I mean, okay. I'm talking about life or death. Life or death. Locked in a room is you versus one other person. How many times are you not coming out of that room? Are we talking about like out of everybody I know, like just everybody my media you know. circle? No, people you know, everyone you met, like celebrities and everything. No, no, people you've come across, I've come in, across. Real, in real life. I'll say because since I'm heavy in the turn in the tournament circuit, probably maybe ten. 
Maybe 10 And all of them Are like Some monsters Like some legit monsters I'm like man I would have to shoot that guy mm-hmm. So yeah I, I, I 10 And I, I'll say I know about 15 to 20 But I was at a pro fight gym and You know what I mean mm-hmm. And these are guys You know just actually Half of them are bigger than me And that's the main component That you're just as dangerous as me But bigger You know what I mean Yeah So but I've met a lot of people in my lifetime. <laughs> so knowing 20 niggas are going to actually probably beat me in a one-on-one fight out of, out of thousands. See, and it's always weird because when I think of like, because like, and I just get off subject, is that because the people we like, because I don't know, is we fight a, we fight illegal, all illegal. I mean, eye gouge, hitting pressure points, paralyzing, taking your shoulder out, you know, uh, Hitting you in the knee joint, snapping your leg. I don't know, man. Is that those ten people? I think they'll they'll mess me up real bad. This one guy know a move that he. But I ain't want. I don't want to talk about no, secrets. So <laughs> is is this is this how uh, the whoopings affected you and your conversations? Is no, like real talk. This is affecting me. Look, because there's killers out here. <laughs> there's some serious killers out here. Like all that little fancy dancey stuff that you be seeing in kung fu movies and stuff. A lot of it is fake. But man, with my own eyes, I have seen people crush bricks with their hands. Like real cinder blocks with their hands. And that's why I strike first. I treat everyone I've ever gotten to an altercation with, no matter how small or big, that they're more dangerous than me. Fear is a driver. I don't know what this person can do. <laughs> I don't know what they have on them. I don't know what they can do. I don't know what they're, what they're thinking about. Because I have eyes, ears, throat, and a groin. Just like every other male, I have to protect those things. So just me being bigger than him and know how to fight doesn't mean he won't kick me in the dick and fuck me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he, because I can just, I could be like, hey, you know, don't, 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 get, don't get angry, and he kicks me in the dick. I drop, he snaps my neck, <laughs> and then I'm out of there because I'm trying to, talk, I'm trying to talk reason to this dude. No, nah, I'm going for the jugular. Just, right. just instantly, just instantly, because I won't kill him. But you, and you know what's funny about y'all conversation is that y'all are strictly talking hands. Nobody is talking about. I'm going to shoot that nigga. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the difference in generations, I feel like. Because you get somebody that's five, six years younger than you. We, we, we I'm going to shoot tomorrow. you. We veer, I'm not. We into tomorrow. I'm not going. You know what I mean? Well, no, I'm not. No, no. Because I'm, what I'm, what I'm going to talk about is um, the generational differences. Because you think <laughs> those. <laughs> those. <laughs> you want to do it? No, I'm just like no, just that my mind just went to the tourist having a conversation with a person just snapping their neck. <laughs> and it's just so funny to my head because he just said like hey, you know I want to, I don't give him a chance. So it's like hey man, I want, and then just like hey, he's just back away. It's like the guy like asked for directions or something. Like I'm really well spoken. I can I can swing, I can swing it. He came at me very threatening. Like he looked suspicious. Like he was a. Uh, <laughs> On something, sir. Uh, a very aggressive tone he had in sir, his voice. Sir, his neck was hanging halfway <laughs> off his body. But to my defense, it was one clean snap. <laughs> I didn't struggle. <laughs> didn't struggle. Didn't strike him afterwards. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Britt. What I was, um, what I'm saying is, um, when you um, look at the generational differences between you know us and um, people who were like born and maybe like well. Cause how old are, how old are you guys' parents? My mom is like my mom is fifty. Uh, fifty four. Okay, I think like fifty fifty one. Sixty five or six. Going on what is it? 
six. Yeah, mine should be going on sixty four. Okay. And so next week, literally fifty seven. Sorry. So okay, we got boomers and Gen X. Okay, <laughs> and so when you look at them, and then us, and then Gen Z, who will be like your younger cousins, Torrance, so like mm-hmm. my brothers, or you know, Sushi, your your siblings. You know, it's like they we when it comes to discipline, particularly. There isn't much variation from what happened to our parents and us. They kind of treated us the way they got treated, you I know. Feel, I feel like and they might be a, they probably were a little nicer. Uh, I definitely, think. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna say this. Nice. I'm gonna say this. A little I, nicer. I am the oldest of ten kids. I am 29. Mm-hmm. All of my siblings have almost hit every generational gap for the most part. Right. My mom is not a little nicer. She's a whole lot nicer. Well, and that's compared. what I was finna get into. Like, like my, my go ahead. Like we we all have different personalities. Even though we all grew up in the same house, we all have different personalities. And it literally it's like shooting dice. You don't know what you're gonna get depending on which one we are. The only but the only thing I can say is she was nicer when it can at probably around the sixth or seventh kid, mm-hmm. then she started to act a lot different. Well, see, and that was my thing. Like, it's, I'm, I was born in 90. My sister was born in 94. My brother in 95. My baby brother in 97. The difference between me and my baby brother is crazy. The stuff that they got away with, the stuff that they got to do, and I don't know if it's just because they were boys or if it's the age thing as well, but... They wasn't getting beat. They wasn't getting whoopings. They wasn't the d- discipline. No, nah, my like what? <laughs> I, I feel like they don't know what that is. It's, it's not even just that. It's they're more involved as well. Like my my mother put my younger my close to my youngest brother and all of them through like martial arts, uh, different <laughs> exercise classes. Was going to games and they it were involved the in sports. Like it was. You were the test child. <laughs> We, we, we you notice. Well, you got to think about it too. You have 10 kids. The first three, you're like kind of worried about them getting hurt and you're worried about fucking up. Once you're six in, they, you pretty understand like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So you might as well <laughs> just let them live their lives, be supportive, and then, you know. Chris Porter made a joke, and I live by this. We have a lot of kids who can't love them all. Yeah. Dude, my, my youngest. Somebody's going to fail. He said, what are y'all going to fuck up? My like you 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 know my personality and I'm pretty I'm pretty timid for the most part because as you know the whoopings and whatnot and all the fear induced things growing up it's like man if I do this there's something fail. coming up like man. there's something's going to happen consequences and if are it's scary negative, it's gonna be messed up I can end up dead like if I leave the school too late to get home but like okay. my, my little brother uh, Elijah. Muhammad Akbar Sharif. They don't know, they don't know fear. <laughs> well, you know fighting what? Fighting at school, like, fighting older kids, no, busting windows. I like, like that you said that you can end up dead because that 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 connects me to a point that I always like to make is that growing our parents growing up, they had to be so strict because you being ignorant and doing what you want to, a white person would kill you. Like and as you go back into generations, they had to be so strict with their kids because if a kid get out of line during, we talking Jim Crow, doing everything, because a lot of the stuff that we deal with our parents mm-hmm. is a real, like, slave mentality. Like, you get beat with education. As you go generations back, 
you see a lot of stuff where you can't afford to be acting ignorant out in public. You can't be forced to be acting ignorant once they uh, desegregate the schools. You couldn't afford I'm say, to bad mouth and talk out. I mean, it's, it's true. I'm, no, no. I mean, it, you disagree. It, I'm just no. I'm not. Oh. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. All I'm gonna say <laughs> is like, my house. My household was different because. I had a white grandmother. Like yeah, it wasn't uh, acting out in front of such and such or whoever. Or mine was more so. My mom was born in Harvey and hung out on the south side of Chicago ninety percent of the time as I was growing up. Is your mom black? My mom is yes. My mom is mixed. Okay. Okay. And like, what do you think? I've I've been though? I've been around like I, I don't know what that looked like some 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 real people. And her thing was well, he was talking about real older. No, and th- that's what I'm saying. Like false people, like fake, shut, shut imaginary up. friends. Her her thing was it wasn't more so like acting out. It was more so, hey, don't be out too late. Hey, don't walk around with your pants leg up. Don't walk around with your hat but tilted. I'm saying way. there's like, a reason though. That's so I don't know. So I'm saying a lot of reason for black families. I don't know the reason for your mother, but she had one. I don't know what drove that of because everybody's mythology on how you teach someone is based on a reason that that connects them all too well so i don't know what drove her to making sure that she raised you differently because whatever was going on in the time of her life her upbringing it could have been fresh in her head yeah and then slowly as more kids came it wasn't as fresh and that important to her at that that's time. one thing it didn't seem like it was as much of a threat either you know what i mean like because i get what you're saying because that's more of your mom my grandma they dealt with that my mom tells me stories all the time about how when she was a kid they were they walked everywhere and they did all this stuff and they were out late and Mm -hmm. nobody was watching them and Mm -hmm. they just was home before dark and you know what i mean and they kind of gave us that same freedom too i feel like you know to kind of like, you know, make sure you're home before the lights come on, you know, stuff like that, X, Y, Z. But I think it's weird because in 2020, I wouldn't let Jordan do that. Never. If she, even if she was 12, no. Like, you're not finna just go play down the street. Sorry. Circles got tighter when I was growing up, like you said, because my, my mother would be like, we'd always drive past um, my Auntie Bessie's old house. She's like, oh, you just walk over here, blah, blah, blah. It was like five blocks away from my grandfather's house. But when I was growing up, I had... Uh, two block radius to the park, mm. and then a, mm-hmm. a path I had to stay on to get to Tony's, which is just the, the liquor store, or I mean the uh, corner store, and then the liquor store. I had we have we had paths we had to stay on to go to those places for my grandmother and grandfather, and then we had one park we can go to that had a basketball court. We couldn't go anywhere outside of those areas. Mm-hmm. And we and when we did, oh, it was like it was fury because they were just like so worried about because like like you said back in the day. 60s, 70s, they would be able to go out and leave and walk around and do the fuck they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, you, when you're growing up on Central and Austin or Madison <laughs> or towards K-Town, you know what I mean? Or Laramie, you're not walking around and just doing shit like that. You know what right. I mean? See, um, that's, what, that's what's so confusing about me as far as, like, growing up. Because my mom, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere off of 15th and Arthur until I was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. Like, 15, 16, I couldn't leave the block. And... I chose not to leave the block after a while. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; like I wasn't going to Tolleston Park. I like I'm, oh, I'm no, not no, doing no. it. Um, and then like with me and my uncle, my uncle's only a few years older than me. And Hammond went anywhere. Me and him mm-hmm. went anywhere. Like if I was at my grandparents, she didn't care. Like that's just what we did. And then 
when it came to being in the city, I could only leave the like the radius of the house unless I was with my cousins. Like I, I couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't just go venture off or nothing. Nowhere. Like it was across the street, the next door neighbor's house, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy because when I and I, I I get it now being older and then and being a parent, I get why they were like that. Because I remember skipping school, me and my friend will walk over to her grandma's house. I went to Westside and you know what if you know what Westside is at on Jerry Street, my friend Shut up. My friend grandma live <laughs> on second and king. So it's a it's a nice little ways. <laughs> And we would just leave school and go and come back. And now that I'm older, I'm like, we could have been kidnapped. We could have been raped. We could anything could have happened to us. But at thir- thirteen, at fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, you're not thinking about stuff like that. So that reward, huh? Ten thousand dollar reward for the guy who uh, shot that five year old, mm. like execution style. Came up, came up to the front porch, blew the little kid's head off, and ran away. That's crazy. It's it's just it's a different. It's yes. a different breed of weakness now. Yeah. And, I, and people are like, weakness. I'm like, yeah, it's weakness. Shooting children and shooting people in general is a weak thing because it's a flash decision. You can't take it back. And you can, you can, you can fake that you're tough because you killed somebody. If I go find you and beat you up or come in and eat, uh, challenge you into a fight, that's a long, constant decision you have to make to defend yourself and be tough and be strong compared to that flash decision that anyone can make. I can pull the trigger and instantly regret it, but it's too late. My action's done. I shot someone. I killed someone. Right. Fight. Yeah. They, so they, do they you do oh, you yeah. think that the lack of discipline that these younger generations are getting because that's what it is? They're just not being disciplined the way we were, you know, spare, for the most part. Spare, spare the rod, spoil the child. Between that and educating. Yeah, you know. So do you think that is the reason why we see so much more violence no. from that generation? No. I think it's the lack of, of parenting. That's, I think that's the, what I'm saying. Pre- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I said the lack said, of discipline. I thought said because, I thought said like that lack of discipline from parents. Oh, no, no. That's I'm what just, I thought you Just meant. lack of discipline. Lack of discipline. So I think, the, I think the problem is discipline when you don't have like a parenting situation comes from the streets. It comes from your peers. So when you get beat up or you get um, made fun of or abused, the scrutiny is so high. That no one wants to take that chance anymore. These young kids don't want to take that chance and, and fight and be tough. So they rather hold a gun and intimidate with a, with fear instead of taking the chance of getting beat up and exposed. That they're not tough because they have to be tough. They're they're in a situation where you have to be tough. You know what I mean? You don't have a mom, you don't have a dad, or you do have parents and they work seventy hours a week. No one's trying, paying attention. No to one's you. paying attention to you. So you only you, you're only friends with the ones on your block because you go anywhere else outside your block to make friends. They know you live. They're gonna kill you. So you have to fit into that group now. And now to order to fit into that group, you have to be tough. But if you're not, because, like, not everyone's built crazy tough. Not everyone's built <laughs> crazy, like, you know, not, I mean, no, it's just true, right, though. Right. Not everyone, like, not all my cousins are fighters. You know what I mean? Not, not yeah. everyone I know. I was always the non-fighter in the group. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I only fight mostly because I, like, I just don't want to get beat up. Like, I don't want to get, <laughs> heck, I fight out of fear. And I, I'll admit that. I'll whoop your ass. But it's out of fear, though. You know what I mean? Like, some people are just built, like, hard. I've met some people who are just hardcore, violent, don't care, I'll die today, yeah. doesn't matter to me. But then there's people who, like, I don't want to do that, but I have to <laughs> pretend to be that. And so they hide behind a gun because it's easy. 
I mean, that's like me because, like I said, I'm not a bill fighter at all. But like the, the handful of fights I've ever had in my entire life, it's literally just so I could defend myself and that say, "Hey, don't fuck with me." That's literally it. Yeah. But if you lose those fights, you know, we have a parent. You can talk to a parent; they can explain to you like, "Oh, it's okay." You lose those fights, and it's just your peers. You're a pussy, and people are gonna talk shit about you. Blah blah oh, blah. Yeah. No, my and parents. It, my parents were just strict. It's just like, "Hey, defend yourself," and that was that was it. It's yeah. crazy because I I see it, and because I grew up. In in the hood, I get it from like that standpoint. But when you start seeing these type of things happen in the suburban areas and areas where you where there's this mentality of good families, home families, or whatever, and that they're you know all oh, these people are cared about and they shouldn't have these type of problems, but yet you have your school shooters and you have you know you have those mm-hmm. type of situations which are to me a lot white kids are mean yeah. like that's another breed you know yeah. like that's the stuff you see like the way they even with social media like the stuff you see on social media or in movies and things like that it's like watch disney channel cbs it's like, so vicious yeah. and it's like what i will say this is about because I, I went to um school in the suburbs so my mom lived out there but like all my after school, all my after school programs are in the hood people black kids make fun of you and they bully you but they'll still hang out with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll still invite you places. They'll still like, you know, they'll fuck with you a lot. Oh, you're but a nerd. They won't, but they won't exclude you. Right. You know what I mean? White kids will tear you apart and then don't talk to you all day. Mm-hmm. They'll give you so a card to a birthday party at the wrong location. <laughs> yeah, or just not give you shit. They, they just won't give you shit. They'll be mm-hmm. like, and they'll tell you about it. Like, oh, I, I don't want you to come. Like, I have never seen someone invite a bunch of people and then go up to someone like, I don't want you to come to my house. Just don't invite me, bro. Like, <laughs> just don't tell me about it. Don't find me to tell me that you're not inviting me. Just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Nah. So I, I see. So I seen this. Like I had a little buddy, um, Sean Noda. Was a little. Oh damn, he can bleep that out. But I don't know. Nigga is. But uh, I used to really protect him because he was a super nerdy kid and he used to get beat up a lot. And like, you could just see the pain in his eyes when he got because I, I didn't understand it. Cause I could defend myself, but him, he would just not. He wouldn't do anything. He was quiet. He'd take the beatings and just be like, you know, whatever. And like, just the way those people treated him and like pantsing him and like choking him out and throwing him around, just like. These kids are way worse. Black kids just beat you up and leave it alone. Or the, you know what I mean? But these kids like choke you out and hold you down and pin you and like, you know, steal your shit and like take your shoes and throw on the roof. Like, I'm just like, you gotta shoot some of these motherfuckers. And I get why. <laughs> <laughs> I get why. <laughs> not, I'm not condoning <laughs> violence at all. But at but that point, you was like, yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, hands, ain't gonna sol- hands ain't solving this problem. Yeah. I'm really shocked this kid wasn't a shooter. I am really shocked to this day that he, he kept it together. Cause I would have. Yeah, I've never understood that because, like I said, I grew up in so like my second half of my life grew up in the suburbs too. So like, I see kids do a bunch of stupid stuff, and I just I just didn't get it. I didn't understand like why are you acting this way? Why why are you like why are you talking to your parents like that? It's like, bro, you you got it just as good as I do, and and like and to me, it it always seems to come back to a lack of discipline, mm-hmm. a lack of having somebody tell you, "Hey, you don't do that," or. You're or they're never they have never been reprimanded, or they have been over reprimanded because oh. they they're they are being abused at, to a certain extent. Hundred percent agree. That's, that's, I, that's still weird though because it's like in the black neighborhood you can find people who are over reprimanded, but you don't find school shootings. Or if if there is one, it's, it's either very rare or it's usually gang related. 
That's yeah. That's that's yeah, school that's, school you know, shoes in the hood are gang related. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and like in in, in like in the hood, it's, outside it's, of the school. Like yeah, it's yeah. never in school. <laughs> you know, like always, that, I hate that storyline with like the white bully who like whose dad's super abusive, so they go to school and abuse the other kids because yeah. the dad's abusive. Yeah, like. That's one thing I, I I would never like from all my whoopings I never wanted to pass along to, to someone else. Right. I never understood like that storyline. There's a lack of compassion there. Yeah. But I guess maybe that's what it is because your parents were still compassionate to you. You maybe. know what compassion yeah. is, you know. Well, even statistically, when you really think about it, how many in black schools? Mm-hmm. How many people you that you know or not know were molested as a child? Their parents were beating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like out of the the the, the thousands and thousands of black inner city schools, you still do not hear about school shootings, and they fit those same demographic of their parents are beating them. They're um, maybe their mother's on a drug, on crack. They're never home. There's definitely been, a gun in the house. They've been molested. Yeah. I mean, you know what or I'm saying? A gun is easily accessible. I can take those same variables and put them in the hood, and we still don't see school shootings that are bully related. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I was going to say a lot of times those kids, those are your, your timeout kids. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I got a story for a timeout kid. <laughs> so go ahead. I had this uh, I had this friend in middle school and high school. His name was David. Privileged black dude. And I was befuddled when, <laughs> and yes, I, and yes, I'm saying befuddled. befuddled. I'm pulling a suit and using a bigger word. But uh, I was literally shocked to see that he only got timeouts. Entire life, black mom, black dad, and he's like, "Oh, I've never been. I've never had a whooping. I've only had timeouts." I looked at him. I was like, "Wait, what?" And he would tell me some of the stuff he did. Like he would like, he would literally curse at his mom. Not cut. Not like not curse like to his parents. Curse at his parents. Mm. Like things is like I, I like I don't 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 mean to make this racial, but I don't see a lot of black folks curse at their parents. Never, never. Some of them, like when you know, you hit a certain line, you may cur- like you may curse around your parents, but you're not cursing at them. The door slam is the black thing. Yeah, it's the closest thing to disrespect in black. Yeah, slam black households is slamming the door. Yeah, then you ain't got a and door. And that's no risky. That's risky. <laughs> that's, that's risky. That you, you want to show some anger or lose your door? Make that decision. Oh, that's or your life. life. My sister lost her door that way. <laughs> my, my, sis, my sister literally lost her door that way when we were younger. But it killed me because I'm just like he's doing all these things that I hear that I always heard in, in white families. Like I said, I, I've never seen. Like a black person or a black kid do that around their parents, no matter how bad the situation, like just just like with the shootings, no matter how bad the situation is, mothers on drugs or whatever or anything going on, never see it happen, never hear it happen. See, see to to see and hear him do that around his parents, I'm like, I would have beat you, <laughs> and I don't understand. He's like, oh, I get timeouts. I'm like, that does, <laughs> and it, it didn't, te- it literally didn't teach him anything. I'm just like, he would consistently do it, and it's not like he was the like a problem child because he didn't like do a lot of terrible things. He like he would do stuff that's just blatantly disrespectful, but he wouldn't go like above and beyond as like you know slap his mama or nothing like that. But he would just just blatantly disrespectful. Well, that and that comes from like their generations. They don't really because when you have a plethora of items for like a white like a white community like white people, taking things away hurts way more than physically physically hurting your child because they have so much shit to take away. You know what I mean? Like I had we had um we went to like a um, camp one time and this kid. His mom would kept sending him sweaters, and we're like, it's like seventy degrees, and yeah, why are you wearing a sweater in seventy degrees? Yeah, it's like seventy five degrees, eighty degrees, and his mom sending him sweaters. Come to find out, he was so spoiled. He he's never not eaten McDonald's, so his mom was smothering, like smuggling, smuggling him McDonald's to camp in these sweaters, 
And so the camp counselors found out, so they kept they started stealing it. This he is jail. No, so like, but like we weren't. They were supposed to be like, like the camp experience, like eating the camp food. He's never tried a grape before. He's never tried milk before. He never had peanut butter and jelly. Like this kid was so spoiled, and he refused to eat anything that wasn't McDonald's. They had to send him home early because he wouldn't eat. That's crazy. I loved my camp experience. I went to the one at the dunes. Mm. Yeah, That's my, crazy. Yeah, my camp experience was a uh, music camp. That was very that was very new for me, but I figured it out. <laughs> Did you do something like at band camp? Take no, a, nothing. Well, take a flute to the butt. Uh, definitely not that. <laughs> Jer- we you heard that, Jeremy? Brandon took a flute to the butt. He, nah, he said mm-hmm. it flute to the throat. Yeah, he went to band camp. Took a flute to the butt. I did not take a flute to the butt. Band camp. You went to a band camp too, nigga. I went Shut to a jazz band camp. Yes, we oh, did. So and took, we was black. So you took a sax to the fo- <laughs> you took a sax to the butt. It was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Play, you fart some Kenny G. Y'all. No, don't you ever. <laughs> that is the Damn, most son, where'd you find this? He is the McDonald's of saxophone players. Yes, they they call him Mr. Elevator Music. I can't. I need a moment. He's a staple, man. <laughs> he's, I need a moment. Yeah, he's a staple, not the stapler. <laughs> he's a staple of jazz. Just, just, there's so many of them. Man, I can. Oh, just don't. Just, you just, you just honored is. him and his entire family with that statement. Yeah. He, he is good, but he he's, he shouldn't be uh, the the face of jazz. Yeah. So, but on the topic, like, what do timeouts really do? Okay. So, well, that goes back to me saying it depends on the kid. Like, timeouts work for Joe for whatever reason. This, like, you, my you, child, she hates it, and it works. <laughs> what, what you guys, what you guys tend to say to me a lot. It's not just black and white. There's a array of colors. And when it comes to whoopings or disciplining your child, you have to use the array. One of the things that have stuck to me, like I said, I didn't, whoopings were like, whoop me, get it over with, and let me move around about my, about my day. One of the things that stuck to me, I was in like seventh, I mean, second or third grade. I was told to watch my sister, and I wasn't watching her. And I believe, I swear, my mom says it wasn't her, but I, I came back downstairs and my sister wasn't in the house no more. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, uh, but she was in one of the, she was in the neighbor's house and my mom was over there. So, and she said, she, she said she didn't go get her. I sw- she's the only person who, who knew. So, but anyway. It taught me about responsibility because when my sister wasn't in the house anymore, I got scared. But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely levels to it. I hate it. Oh, I remember one time I was on punishment for the summer. I wasn't supposed to go outside or talk on the phone or do nothing. I definitely did all those things because my mom was never home. <laughs> my mom was like, you know, only home at night and by the end it didn't matter. So. You know, I guess, but she knew, like, that was that was the way to punish me. You know, take away what, you know, she thought she could take away. <laughs> like, I, I, I think what it is is, like, a lot of kids nowadays don't really understand the concept of cause, cause and effect. Because I, I had a, a, a situation when I, was, when I was with Aaron. We were riding, riding, a box in, riding bikes in the McDonald's parking lot. And somebody drove up in a car and threw a McDonald's cup at Aaron on his bike. I he 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 didn't have a concept of what the heck was what could have happened because I tried to follow him and he followed the car for like 16 blocks on his bike at any point in time. 
we could have been dead. This was eleven thirty at night. Hopped off that car. Like I, it could have been the McDonald's six. over there by I by um. Now you're not IU, saying on how you went. Oh no! Like it was by Glen Park. Yes. This, oh no! This it was late. <laughs> Should took that out, boy. Like, Man, you know this could have been six people in that car, all strapped. Was he strapped at this time with his no. little bike squeaking? We <laughs> we were juniors. Oh no! See, yeah, you're right. Fear that him not having a level of understanding consequences, and like I always like to thank you, thank you, thank you to the Most High for for watching over me that like, bro, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> y'all have been two dead boys on the on the block because they mean they tried to be funny, but then I see that's the thing in the hood it's a such a mentality of you got to prove yourself. So if I would if in the hood they would look back and see these two kids trying to prove themselves. It could have went left. It I've seen have. it go left on my own block. Like, yeah. Or it can be the reverse of that. When people have, like, are too confident in numbers. Like, I, because we were egging one time, and we hit a guy on the bike with an egg, and it was two cars of us, three, uh, four, three or four of us in each car. And we hit the guy with the bike, went two blocks, and we weren't, we, st- we, we weren't thinking about him. We hit him. He's in a fucking bike. He's by himself. What is he going to do? I turn around. I look back. The dude's biking as hard as he can, trying to follow us. I'm like, oh, the guy, I don't like doing this dude. And I'm in the second car. So the guy in front of us is not paying attention. He's on his phone trying to figure out where to go, where to go next. So he's not paying attention either. Dude pulls back behind him, pulls out a gun, and just points it directly at the back of the car. I hit the floor. I start screaming. I'm like, Cyrus, move, 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 move. Cyrus turns around, looks back, has to bump, bump the car in front of us. My buddy Dan has to bump his car so he sees what's going on, and we pull off. We just go home. Then we just we just went home. We're just like, okay, we're done here. Yep. So we were so confident because it was so many of us. We're like, oh, nothing's gonna happen to us. That happened exactly to us. We was picking with this little dude's brother, and his dude rolled up and says, Hey, y'all messing with my brother? It's about me. I mean, we got uh we got uh Is this the alley story? Yeah, it's the alley story. <laughs> I mean, it was about like cause like our band was full of hood hood niggas. So it was about maybe like twelve of us, maybe. Now I remember one dude pulled up, hey, y'all messing with my brother? Yeah, we mess with your brother. Everybody standing there posted. This man goes up, boom, pulls out the blicky. I'm a freshman at this time. I'm like, I'm not ready to die. So I start slowly <laughs> backing up, slowly backing up. And they standing 10 toes down. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like, I'm like, I'm not, this ain't the life for me. Like, I'm about to run. Forget this. Ain't no yeah. pride. Like, I'm trying to live. Like, call me selfish. So at the end, you know, the dude pulled off. And they was like, man, Jerry, you was about to run, weren't you? I'm like, yes. Yes, I was about. I was one hundred percent. I had nothing to prove to you guys. <laughs> nothing, nothing to prove at all. I value my life, man. Like, and, bro, uh, like I, I don't have, even I mess with the dude. Like, this, this is a friendship. We are not a gang, right? <laughs> at all. You ain't paying the bills. Like, do I have protection? Is it like what is going on? Did I get jumped you, in? I didn't know. You had protection. I did, but it's only because by by friends by associations. Um, no, but okay. What I was gonna say. Um, so the whole thing, you know, I'm a Bible man. Spare the rod, spoil the child. No one is using rods. Nah. No one uses anything anymore. No, just take the mic. Take it. You had some profound. Well, no, because I was just gonna say, uh, I was just gonna say that I feel like also they took paddling and stuff out of schools, and I think that helped as well because consequences wasn't just at home; it was at school too, and to your teacher's discretion. And a lot of times, your parents, for the most part, they said, hey. And because they had our, our parents, I think, I can speak for all of us when I say had that village mentality. That's what I was you just, know, I, I feel My you. kid here is your responsibility, so take care of my kid and discipline him as you see fit. And this is, this is why I feel like it, 
people had that that freedom when they were older or when we were younger because it takes a village to raise a child and I knew if I messed up, especially on a certain block, they were going to tell exactly. my mother. Exactly. Like, I knew if I messed up at school, it was going back to my mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandfather would tell me that all the time. It's like, not only would he have to worry about him getting a whooping at home, like, he's like, nah, he's like, my neighbors could whoop me too. And then they yeah. tell my parents, and then I get yeah. whooped from them again. It's just like, everybody in the block knew it. It's like, hey, hey they can put hands my on My mom's, <laughs> <laughs> my, I used to hang out with my mom's best friend, her kids or whatever, all the time. I used to see how she whooped them kids. The day I saw my mom tell her, hey, if you ever need to, you can get her. I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> Candy was not, she did not have a light hand. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I ain't going to be acting a fool over here. No. Candy sound like a heavy set light skinned woman. She no, 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 no. I'll show you the pictures. <laughs> She's like, I'm good, bro. I you can't find the mic is the most amazing thing. Like you'll stay here and then you slowly go. But let me it's tell you, she headbutted it when she when she swung it over. And then, yeah, then she, <laughs> shut up. How about that? I I think though the difference is between us and the the younger generation is information though too because nah. that 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 beating that no it is yes, it is well let them finish okay my let bad you right my bad. cut them off Jesus. I apologize yeah. I don't cut me off and then, and be wrong <laughs> at least be right and cut me off. But um, the, the 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 ability to get information is a big difference between our generation and the close generation because you know we use disc and cords where they have their phone in their pocket at all times. So if you let if say say beating kids was still a thing right in school and teachers could do that, it takes one kid to stand up to a teacher and beat the teacher and that video goes viral. You power a whole violent generation. Like you know what we don't we can't we don't we don't have to get hit. You, and you know some of those bad kids that would fight teachers, and you know, some of those kids that would that would retaliate, do what the fuck they want to do. Keith Strader, I will never forget that boy in the third grade chased my teacher around the classroom. <laughs> I've seen kids fight substitutes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you, so now you got like you got teachers hitting kids, and the kids hitting them back. It becomes doing a whole the, pandemic. Doing the power outage of Velt, and they started hunting teachers. They started hunting teachers. <laughs> We lost power, bro. Wait, wait. Come, I, I got to hear this story. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. Go. Wait, wait. All right. So This is worthy. Yeah. So power. So something happened with a power out when it felt. So all the kids came out. That's so, high school? Yeah, yeah. So oh, I'm sorry. Roosevelt yeah. is a high school. Uh, give them context. So um, all the, you know, the protocol, everybody go outside. So all the kids came outside, you know, make sure everything's okay. The teacher was still inside, you know, getting everything together. So I guess, you know, there's some uh, teachers that people don't like. So the kids were starting in their own little different cliques, starting unionizing and start going back into the school because when the power's out, there's no cameras. Two teachers that they didn't like were Mario and Luigi. Mar- yep, yep. Mr. What was his name? Uh, I don't want to even put him up, but yes, they look like, yeah. Oh, yep, Mr. Morales. Mr. Morales was one and uh, Mr. I forget the other guy. At the end, the, the teacher, the, the, on the, the special ed teacher on the fourth floor, she was real tall with glasses. They think they pushed her down the stairs. Like, so it, <laughs> power went out, bro. They went in wow. and intentionally went to go find these teachers. Well, sick. that happened in middle school. The power went out in middle school. They huddled us all into, because our middle school was shaped like a, like a rectangle. And so we had a courtyard in the middle. Oh, it was, so they it put, was bougie for no reason, but not bougie. It had to be 90 degrees that day. Power went out. We're all in the, in the courtyard. But somehow our principal got trampled. 
Oh. <laughs> we saw her like two days later. She in the sling, a cast. I'm like, what did y'all do? Why did y'all beat up the principal? To make light of what Brittany just said, this is the same school that called bomb threats on a daily basis. Yeah. Yes. And even adding to my story, I forgot a part that another rival school, Westside, somehow knew that there was a power outage. I think they planned it. I don't know. But they and so Westside is about maybe 15 minutes away driving. So they drove all the way over here to find the girl they've been wanting to fight during the power outage to take advantage of this. Yeah. Then they beat her. They went inside with belts and stuff and beat her up in the dark. Y'all was some sick kids. Bro, it was crazy. <laughs> Damn, bro. So I yeah. So we never had anything that bad in middle school. <laughs> My middle school, it was just threats because we it, it was surprisingly very racially divided in middle school, where the Hispanics hung out with each other and the blacks hung out with each other. We did everything split: basketball, footballs, like like uh, snowball fights. We always picked teams based on race, and some of these Hispanic kids had tattoos already, bro, in seventh and eighth grade. Like I'm talking about full on forearm neck tattoos. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I, get in the, I think and so it people was, understand why I'm so violent. I'm like, I had to, I was in a race war <laughs> between 11 and 13. And, my, you know, and no one knew. Our teachers didn't know. My mom didn't know. I was, I was trying to survive, bro. It was like, because like, we had, because in gym, no one used the back half of the locker room because it was too far from the teacher to hear. So we would all like, we'd all like have a bro with the black kids put our stuff on the floor, or like in the locker or stuff. Or we all share lockers because we don't want to get caught back by the showers, like slacking. So we all, we all, we always peed on the, on the hallway bathroom. We never peed in the locker rooms because you never want to get caught by yourself. And it was an emergency exit that was locked. So if you tried to run out the back. What type of emergency exit is locked? That's a trap. Mm-hmm. Ultra oh, violation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of my white buddies got caught in that hallway and tried to go to the emergency exit and hit the door, hit the ground, didn't open. Oh man, that got to be the most defeating feeling where you see an exit and you're running towards it, and then you can't and get you out. press against it, and then it doesn't move. Then you look behind you and you just see fist and feet. Oh yep. no! Oh no! <laughs> I only get the reference because I've been indoctrinated all day of hearing the four videos you played today. <laughs> hate TikTok. But yes. So, like, I, I feel like when it comes to whooping, even, like, so I'm against beatings, you know, and, you know, growing up, a lot of things of what we experienced was abuse. That's not, no, I mean, that's not true. I, I, will, I will never hit it's Warren mine. close fist. I'll never throw an iron at Warren. Yeah, you know, it's I, like, like, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> thank you. I thank you for verbalizing that and saying that. You need to go down a list of household supplies to so make sure that you know you have agreement. Uh, you know, I document this. Document this morning in the closet. Like, so like, like you can get you like so because I know there's some, uh, and I don't know if I'm gonna set any anti whooping. You know, uh, wait, I got one more. Parents. I got one more. I got, got one more. I never catch Warren getting out the shower. You know. <laughs> Oh, the wet, right. The wet whoopings, boy. Right, you choose. Wet Let's not talk about like that. intentional. You're like so, like that's some diabolical stuff. You're like, you know what? My weapon, my whooping is nice, but man, I want your wet skin. Like that's sick, man. So you, we went from a whooping to a lash. Now you're like, yeah, I got. I want more pain. I got one of those. It had gym the next day. I did. Too. I took an F because I was not finna put on my shorts and people see me all whipped up because I was lighter. Oh. So I was I was red and had all kind of whips and lashes. So you say, so you're saying life darkened you? <laughs> <laughs> it did. 
did. The Have darkening been. of. No, but um, so like fifty I, shades of a whooping. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That was. I was running around. I was going. Um, so like I don't know if I'm set or I don't know how everybody else. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's okay with whooping their children at some point. I don't know. We'll, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit, but I don't know if we're gonna upset any and you know anti whoopers because I've had this conversation with a lot of parents and they're like, well, there's no reason to uh, whoop your ch- be uh, be physical. Then they start putting out all these psychological things and that, and I feel like there's a difference in whooping your child and then beating your child because I feel like there's a difference. there's a you can. You can talk, you can educate because the, the approach that I use and I've seen happen with parents that use that it's the education piece. I warn you. I warn you. I educate you. How many times do I have to warn you, educate you before now I have to do physical? And that physical, what you guys talked about, teaches that fear. Because now in the back of my head, I'm like, man, what's the worst case scenario? Me getting hit. I don't like pain. Like you don't go directly to the ride. Like it's yeah. it's it's, it, it ta- it's accumulation before you get to it. Well, and then, you know, you have to be careful because my five-year-old is very smart. And so I have to pick and choose the way I talk to Joe and, you know, versus when I actually get physical with her because they catch on quick. And at, in the beginning, I was very like, I'm not going to whoop you. I don't want to whoop you. I don't want to have to spank you. I'm going to try talking to you. I'm going to try this out. To see if I can just be like, okay, no, you don't do that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And after a while, she kind of caught on, like, oh, okay, that's all you're going to do? Like, and you know, she's like three and four at that age. And it's like, okay, no, let me flick you on your forehead real quick because now you, I'm not playing with you. Like, this ain't just going to be no conversation. It's, it's funny watching, uh, watching Leah get in trouble because she knows when she's in trouble. Like if when she's getting ready to step over that line, railing to say something to her, and she'd be like, "Huh? Okay, let me let me let me bring myself back in." <laughs> I don't whoop Jesse, right? I kid you not. Jesse knows when she's in trouble because I my voice, my tone changes, and she flinches. She'll walk up to me like, and I'm like, "Baby, I'm, I ain't even touched you. I'm not going. I'm not gonna hit you." You would think that we beat this child the way she approaches, like, oh, don't, I just know. Because she knows she did wrong. So, like, she knows she did wrong. So, she thinks, like, oh, man, they finna get me. And it's like, let me just, I'm just going to talk to you first. I'm, I'm glad she's still the age now where, like, I, like, when she's, like, acting up, I can threaten her with separating her from Brittany. I'm like, going to go home with me? You're going to sit up here with me? Oh, it's all it's done. Yeah, it's a done deal. Whatever was that, whatever she was doing, whatever she was being bad about, it's done. She's not. Oh, I'm with my mom. It's best. It's the best part. It's great. I'm not loved. No, I'm not the. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm definitely the the third favorite uncle. But it's okay. You, you're you, not human permanent. I got, I got the other two. You guys, but you know what? I was gonna say just at one point. The thing about that also is that you guys are all uncles to them, so it's like it's kind of known but unknown, and they know. That at any point when you guys say something to them, they immediately respond. Like, and it's like, hey, these, 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 everybody in here, they're authority figures, and you respect authority figures. And like Jordan and Jess, I mean, times I didn't heard you guys talking like, hey, cut it out. And they're like, oh crap, he can say stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, yeah. I didn't know there was. Oh, okay, well he he yelled it. Wow. Uh, yes. Uh, I don't do I respond? Like I just love that like, their fear. Like oh okay. So and I like that because it's like. 
Yeah, this is a community effort. You're going to get it from everywhere because I can't look at you all the time. And I need to make sure that you have a back of your head. Mm. Somebody's going to slap you in the back of your head yeah. eventually. And that's why that's we got to spend more time with Leah because she gave me a weird look, though, when at Brennan's house. I'm like, hey, you got to be quiet. She went. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Raylan knew this, but I leaned in. I said, hey, you got to be fucking crying. <laughs> Then that, then the, then the tone changed. You realize, it's like, oh, I'm hey, uncle. I'm uncle now. They said, "Hey, you're not, you're not, you're not a kid." But look, hey, check it out. You close enough. <laughs> you co- you gonna have to look. Yeah, you you gonna get near, said something too. Like, you I don't near know. niece at this point, young lady. <laughs> like you, you gonna be around for a while. Yeah, because I don't hesitate. Like, hey, all y'all, all mm-hmm. <laughs> like you too, boo. Like mm-hmm. you gonna have to keep it down. So like y'all, we say, don't exclude kids. <laughs> No, if you if you're playing with my children, no, I'm gonna say something to you. And if not, the parent have to yeah. look. If happens. Ray's family, you family, y'all yeah. like yeah. You guys say that I work in extremes, and you, I, do. you do, you do, you do. So yes, let's let's do. clarify that now you before do. you continue. Okay, go ahead. I, I I still stick by what I said because like I have an issue with people saying all the stuff that you were saying earlier, as far as like letting out all of these pieces of information, saying and saying that you know basically saying like you know you can't whoop your kid. And it's like in my head, it's oh, I can't whoop my kid, but you can ki- you can send my kid to war, you can arrest my kid and have him go through trauma in jail. Like you can do all of these things, but I can't discipline my child to put him on the right path. And it doesn't it doesn't add up to me in my head. So are you more like? Because I get what you're saying, and again, those are extremes. Like, are you talking like systematically how? There's a movement to not whoop your kids, but the same system can dictate what to do with your child. Yeah. Yo, okay. Like try like yeah. a different okay. I'm gonna talk about you. Let's see if I have any jokes. But I also believe some of the I believe some of those same people are like secretly beating their children. They don't just they just don't bring it up. Well, you know what? Psycho- well, but look. There's abuse can get physical or psychological. Yeah, this is true because mm-hmm. a whooping man. Look, there's some psychological abuse. Man, the I'm my not looking. Sister at, missing from the house. That was psychological. That, you right. The fear. Stuck with me the my fear. Entire life. <laughs> the fear. Man, yeah, that's something you got to live with. Yeah, because to this day, my <laughs> my mom tells me I'm the reason my brother has abandonment issues because. <laughs> <laughs> He was when he was seven or six. My mom had went and took my little cousin back to Milwaukee. So I was watching the kids or whatever. And he was bad. And my mom didn't believe in me hitting her kids. How old are you? 15. Okay. So he was bad. And I kept telling him, (laughs) I kept telling him, (laughs) I kept saying, like, you know. Come on, say it. I was on the phone for this whole thing. Say it. I told his mom. <laughs> Your mom is not coming back anymore. <laughs> and so I kept telling him this. And so <laughs> he's on he's in the corner crying and she's laughing hysterically while he's in the corner crying, saying, What? No. No. Okay. It, it didn't get worse because she calls. Talks to him, calms him down, and I said, "You know she lied." <laughs> You're a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Anyway, anyway, I, I, I mean, of course she came back. 
My, uh, but he was so bad, and she wouldn't let me hit him. <laughs> so I had to do something. No, my um, my <laughs> she was laughing, y'all. My two sisters She's still laughing now. <laughs> She's still laughing at the psychological trauma that he had to realize that his mother wasn't coming back oh in the bed with him. So it I mean, was all of a few hours. Not, but not all. Not all psychological damage is on purpose, though. Except yeah, but Britney's. <laughs> But like, um, he can't love right no more. Si- <laughs> my sister is right below me. Both of them have had something that I believe stuck with them their entire lives. Like, um, one was left on a um, a train platform down in the city. It was an accident, but I mean, she was left until the next train was able to come back. And then um, Sweden, Stockholm, city train station. Oh, okay. a train platform down in the city. So my phone's listening. Oh. Stop it, FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, another one has a, a problem with police because she kept seeing them in the neighborhood. Like it's it's not always on purpose, but but that, that's 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 more of just uh, childhood trauma, not necessarily caused by. <laughs> Parents or you know parental oh, no, discipline. No, it's the just police were coming to the house. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Dun, 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 dun. You need that as a <laughs> as a thing. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that, I that's that. tough. Calling the police on 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 family, especially older family, is tough. I I've um I've I didn't my older cousin had to make that phone call once when we were younger. I think I was eleven. He was twelve, and yeah, that's a tough. That's tough. No, I I got used to it. Like, yeah, you get used to it, but that first one that tough. you shouldn't have to. No, it, 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 I shouldn't, but I kid you not. No, after a while, it was just like you get you get they're here to. again. Let me go make me a sandwich. Well, that's anything you get. Well, it's even growing up. Like I got, yeah, you get desensitized. You know, I got used to hearing gunshots. So like when I went off to school and went out, you know, went to Purdue and Hammond, and I didn't hear any gunshots in that little you know old neighborhood around the area. It was weird to hear silence. It is very weird mm-hmm. to hear silence, but I have still not gotten used to gunshots. It was that, that's good, bro. That is really good. That's not normal to get it used does, to that. I, I hear gunshot and it doesn't even flinch. So when, me. You, I, when I, you relieved when that dude shot at his baby mama on 173rd? It made me feel like a little bit like, oh, when, man, there's violence that still happens here. You feel that home? Yeah, you, I felt yeah. a little bit at home. <laughs> but no, not re- like really. Like when, I, when there was like little like random crimes going around, it didn't make me feel at home, but... I. I was already prepared for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, it wasn't a big surprise for me. I'm like, well, okay. shocked. I wasn't, I wasn't that far away from it. Yeah, I remember, but, I remember when that happened. People were very shocked that that, that would happen so close to put, like a campus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, action can happen anywhere. Yeah, yeah it wasn't like wasn't phased at all. And then like, you should hit man. Some of these meetings where they like do stuff like how are we gonna keep our kids safe. It's hard <laughs> for me not to feel like a pessimist because like these, look, they come from the most. Privileged, safe areas. Dude, so when they were like, "Yeah, well, we should do this, this, and other," in the back of my head, I'm like, "Well, person can still do this and still break in and do this." And they're like, "Well, you know what? Well, we're just trying." I'm like, mm-hmm. "I mean, I'm just being a realist." Like, because if somebody intentionally wants to hurt someone, they're going to do it. We can just do the best we can. So, like, but it sounds like such a pessimist. But like, where I come from, if somebody wants to hurt you, I you 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 flash an ID or like you yeah, you taking their ID. <laughs> They'll go upstairs, commit a crime, come back and check out with their ID. Easily. Yeah, they're not, they're not facing So it's shit. like a lot of stuff is that growing up has desensitized me. And like I see that 
and you know making sure that that's in this isn't time me as a parent because even with jordan and jess i have to make sure that I, i'm not like just like cold and like care about your emotions dude no i i have a issue with um being insensitive when especially when it comes to more privileged people talking about mm. their their issues so to speak or like the danger in their neighborhood and i just look at them like i i, I i've laughed and it's very mean to do but is you know what i will say though white danger this is a weird statement. What? I feel like the power, ra- the white power range of uh, the green power of flute should be playing for some reason. <laughs> you said white danger. I don't know why that's. Are you so- watching? Watch me. Danger in white communities <laughs> is less. White danger is. I feel like I Netflix special <laughs> coming soon. Oh, I knew it was bad when it came up. Right now, oh. <laughs> uh, that's what she said. So, uh, oh, go ahead, Brendan. Nope. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? It uh, worked, but I don't, I don't stop. Okay. <laughs> uh, danger in white communities is less, uh, it, it doesn't happen as much, but I will say it's almost sometimes kind of worse. You know what I mean? I was going to say their danger is like. Their danger is way like. Serial killer. And behind <laughs> that is like a lot of kidnapping. I remember the bumblebee of- killer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that is. Have you that have, is still have you heard from the humble bee? So Do you know where the honeybees so are. So when we were in college, re- okay, tell us. <laughs> when we were in college, a serial killer came through our campus, and his whole thing was asking people about honeybees and then stabbing them to death. And so he was seen at the Walmart, three blocks away from our school, about two or three times. And um, they don't ever, they don't, they, they never caught that guy, right? I think they did. I don't know. No, I think they did, but I'm not sure. There wasn't. I don't a, there no wasn't. There was an arrest. But that I don't think that was the guy though. Okay, yeah. I heard it was an arrest, but if it's not him, well. because because they arrested the guy, and then it happened again in Milwaukee. What's in the Wisconsin? Honey, was the honeybee killer the guy who left all them dead women bodies in the in the houses in Gary? No, no, no. Yeah. He was killing people in public, like he broad went, daylight. He went through I know. I, I it was it was very strange because just going to school and there's a serial killer on the campus. What? <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It was wild. That was a weird text message to get. That's a good example about white danger because... But, like, <laughs> but like, but like, like you watch Lifetime, people are, like, stalked. Like, like, people are infiltrating people's families. Like, fake family members are stealing kids and, like, people are getting chained in the basement and, like, sexual tra- sex trafficking and all types of weird shit happen in white communities where black communities, it's either murder or robbery. Oh, they, they found him. They found the honeybee killer? Okay, perfect. That's right, good. good. Makes, makes you feel better. I'm, I'm any, any lasting comments, concerns? Don't beat your kids. Yes, don't Book beat them. your kids, but properly discipline them. According to the biblical principle, spare the rod, spoil the child. A shepherd has two things, a rod to beat them with, but also a hook to gently put them back on the right path. Hashtag bars. All right, well, actually, before we... Before hey, we hey, wait, 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 wait. My bad. That 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 follows back on what I said last week. There's a lot of quotes that people don't finish, <laughs> and that is one of them. Yeah, because the shepherd just doesn't have a rob start beating sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I like the enough shake a stick at. That's a good shepherd one. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, I'll go. I guess my next thing would be uh, just like kind of following up with the cancel culture. At what point, you know, like. Does beating your child become like to the, like at what point is a line to where you take your child away? 
where someone should lose their child Bro, from it's, to beating. It's the line is so thin because they little child take that bitch man's child for if, a t-shirt. If, well, you know what I'm saying? If you, there's if you there's are caught an your child in the grocery store, they can call CPS no, on you. No, but that's they can what take I'm, your kid. Like there are articles where people get their get, like and hear me out, get visits, and even the kids call. Yeah, they call themselves. My sister, and it's like mind. imagine you as a parent. It it almost kind of, like I can't imagine. Like I would if Jordan called on me, like I'm gonna be pissed. But in the back of me, it it puts a fear in me because like I don't want my child to get taken away because of she doesn't understand what's going on, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I'm really getting beat. I'm like you know, you ain't you're not getting beat. You know, you mm-hmm. got a couple of taps I, on the. I'll, I'll I'll tell you this one thing before we can clip out. My mother put fear in us for call. I was even thinking about calling them. What she would do is just like, "Oh, go ahead and call them, and you see see how well that family takes care of you after me." Oh, oh that's a, that's yeah. good. She just yeah. like because you're like you know the foster when you know the foster care system is like man you may not get you may get a loving parent you may get a parent that actually will actually beat you nah. every single day and you, put, give you cigarette you burns all that other stuff. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna teach them about the foster care system. It yeah, was, my uh, my mother would just like go ahead and call them and see how but, well you get treated. But you write to like that line is bro is. Because when I was younger, I worked at a Head Start program, and um, we weren't allowed to report anything below the collar, un- like under clothing, and uh, like above the short, like above the knee line. So anything under their clothes, if they lift the, the kid lift the shirt up and they had scars or like a scratch or something, we can't report that. If they had something on their face or neck or like hands and feet, then we can report stuff. That makes sense. You know what I mean? And. Um, this one kid used to get beat up so bad, man, and like you could t- you could tell it was abuse because it was like because you know because um, when they're that young, so the, the class I had was uh, three and four year olds and then four and five year olds behavioral kids and the kids that couldn't speak English, and so we had one kid who was just really shy, couldn't um, really like talk, wouldn't talk really, um, and so when they go to the bathroom at that age, you have to keep your hand in the door because you can't let them close the door and be by themselves. And our teacher aide would sometimes help the kid because he, you know, was very, very um, illiterate, couldn't really talk. And he had, like, I'm talking about bruises always on his ass. Always, I mean, I'm like, all the time, though. I was there for, like, a, a year. He had bruises the whole time I was there. Came in one day, had full scratches from, the, from his hairline across his face down to his lips because his mom struck him and scratched his entire face up. And now the problem was the dad didn't have any custody because he was a felon. So he had he had assisted visitation. He'd come with his PO to pick up the son once a month, and that week he happened to be the one picking him up. We had, but we had to call, you know. And they they came in. They wouldn't let him take him. They took the kid. Um, and I don't know what happened after that because I was on a couple weeks before I left. But I didn't see him again for the next month. I was there. So like you have you have a person, a parent who really does love the kid, but can't have the kid because of some mistakes he's made, and then a parent who is obviously abusing the kid but has all the power because. Of a, a broken system But because the system's so broken We couldn't do anything before it About the bruises It led to that kid being hurt That bad And then this goes to like That Gabriel Hernandez You guys watch that Gabriel Hernandez um, Documentary on, on Netflix No They called the, the child service came to this house 26 times Before that kid was murdered They came to this house 26 times bro He, he died at 8 And they never took that kid away from them the, like you got because like so like it, it's like where do you make how do you make that better, you know what I mean? Like they're talking about these one of the caseworkers said he's getting he has 109 active cases 109 active cases at any time given time, you know what I mean? Like it's such, like we like it, 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 there's a lot of cancel culture around it for celebrities, 
But the lower level, like our like our level of people, there's no protection for these kids whatsoever. You know what I mean? There's no type of protection. So it's like, at what point do we make make their do do we draw a line? But if we do draw a line, where people are gonna abuse it? You have to fix the system first, though, because if you do start seriously regulating these homes that get calls and things like that, where are these kids going? Because yeah. they can leave a bad situation and end up in a worse situation. Yeah. You know? Quoting what Brendan said, um, but I mean, um, a fear, un- the fear unknown is worse than the fear that I do know. Well, I think I'm saying it backwards. But yeah. I think it also, it also helps too if you happen to, if you just so happen to know kids or know people around you that don't have it as good as you do. Because if you have, or if you have a, a somewhat of a slight sense of that, it'll make you think twice. But when you're that young, and things are that bad, you don't see the outside of it. Oh, yeah. So he was sleeping in a cupboard. Yeah, he don't understand where he's at because that may become the norm for It's the norm for him. It's the norm for him. Mm-hmm. So in his mind, outside of his four walls in school, kids are getting treated the same way he's getting treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he doesn't feel the need to tell teachers or reach out. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? That's, why, the, the that's problem why I appreciate, can... like, free programs like uh, – like Camp Soul or Upward Bound yeah, yeah. or uh, you, the you trips guys, that they would do for the, the kids in middle school. You got like, some hood kids and you're able to give them a break. But one of the things that like, can help with that is like changing the system but also increasing funding. I know like money, money doesn't fix everything, but it helps a lot when it comes to the system because a lot of times they're not taking these kids because the system is worse than them being at home. Unless you got a point where, hey, someone ends up dead. Because it's the fear of, oh, we don't want to put them in the system. That's because the system is, is horrible. Like, you put these kids in, like, these halfway houses that are not monitored, regulated. They, you know, they, you know, so you don't got enough um, staffing to make sure you're watching after the kids. So you keep letting all the, 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 the services keep getting called over and over again and not doing nothing. Because in your head, you're like, well, at least they have a home. My, um, my that, it's stupid to me. That's like I don't. That Russian is stupid to me. Uh, I was just gonna say, you know, when it comes to the system, they have like even mom from the system. Uh, in the system, you know, it's really easy to be foster parents. Kids are checks, so all you have to do is it doesn't take much to be a foster parent. You just need a big enough house. You need to barely pass whatever regulations it is, and you can house. You know, having many kids for the check, and you're not, and these kids aren't being taken care of. The biggest thing is passing a background check and taking doing and doing the classes. Yeah, that's, that's it, the it don't thing. it don't it don't take much, and you would think that there will be actual like legit orphanages or communities or something like that, well, and that's not what's happening. Like, well, the what, problem is you don't have money to do all three. You can't. You don't have money to pull them. You don't have money to do foster care. You don't have. You don't have money to place them. So they picked one to not regulate and happened to be foster care, which is the worst of the three, unfortunately. Like when, you know I mean? um, when my sister, when one of my sisters went, I'm not going to say her favorite pastime, but she went to the one in, uh, in EC. And it's, I want to say as soon as she was there, the daily thing she did was throw hands. Like, and she was, I want to say sixth grade. And it's, and it's like because yeah, these are a bunch of kids who feel like they're not wanted. Mm-hmm. They don't. They they're they're survival. They are in survival mode once they get put into system, especially repeatedly. Yeah, having too much compassion is bad. Having too much discipline is bad. 
Having none, neither of either one, it's, it's awful. A, it's, and it's a, as a parent, it's a lifetime of finding the balance and trying to be as balanced as possible. Yeah. Oh, just to let y'all know. And apologizing my, if you're wrong. Because <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Like, parents, like the whole generation of do as I say, not as I do. Woo. I absolutely hate that. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely hate that now because at the point is that you are your kid's role model. So if you mess up, boom, mess up. In the meantime, I yelled at Joseph, hey, what you doing, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, it wasn't me. I'm like, you know what, my bad. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Like, because, you know, growing up in a, in, a, in a time where you get to a situation where you got a parent yelling at you, you know, for every little thing, you got to get to a point where you understand, like, hey, you're human, you make mistakes, and your child have to see you in that light that you make mistakes. Did you leave that water on? <laughs> <laughs> Our kids be over, be flooding our bathroom all the time, man. It don't make no sense. But um, I just in closing, I would just say piggybacking off what Jeremy said. You know, use discernment when you're disciplining your kids. Know when what situation calls for what type of punishment. Not everything is a timeout, and not everything is a whooping. You know. And no matter what, educate after. Yeah, decision. definitely, because they don't understand, you know, because honestly, to me, when they hit about eight or nine, they're they have understand. They understand. understand. You, you ain't going to need to be physical at that age. Mm-hmm. You know, there are definitely going to be other ways to discipline them. And I think, you know, we've been programmed that a hey, whoopings out the way to go, you know, beat your kids into submission. And it's like, no, no. you can't do that. Now, helpful tip. Helpful tip. Um. Without being physical, a helpful tip. And without being physical, just to, as far as the psychological stuff that we were talking about before, if they if if a child thinks that something is bad, actually show them what's bad, and it, they it it'll it'll play an effect on the way that they're thinking about this situation. You've been a dad for three months, but you don't got no tips. <laughs> I'm talking about life experience. Your boy. baby ain't even old enough to be disciplined. That's all I'm saying. Spray it with a water bottle and stop. Oh, you're new in here. Your hair's still wet. <laughs> His hair always looks wet. He's Hispanic. <laughs> that's, that's why both of y'all losing y'all hair. My, my husband has a head full of hair. No, he don't. Yep. He got that LeBron lining. Suit you losing your hair. Look at your beard, bro. You like a well, chemo patient. Well, I know you ain't talking. <laughs> you like a what, what you look like underneath that hat? Well, Suchi, looking at your hat. No, no, I got I got a heat. I'm a <laughs> Anyway, on today's episode. <laughs> your hair look like a heart palpitation of a nigga dying. <laughs> you like you constantly getting shocked. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. It has been great. Yes. Suchi we have always a fight surprised. to watch. We're late. <laughs> Probably a fight to actually participate in as well. <laughs> oh yeah, we jumping him after this podcast. Hey, I, 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 and you ain't got your baby. I do love my family. We are fine, by the way. I know there's a lot of things said today in this podcast. It's, yeah, you well, at least you know they're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody try to call CPS on my mama now. <laughs> I know, right? Disclaimer: Everyone's happy. <laughs> Everyone's safe. Everyone's fed. No one's being abused. That's under 26. Anyway, this has been No Time to Explain. We'll catch y'all next episode. Deuces.